Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are speaking on the exilic prophets. And you might be thinking, Emma, the the prophets aren't in this year's reading plan at all, this year being 2023. And you'd be right. However, uh, were we to have included the exilic prophets in the reading plan, it's at this point after 2 Kings that we we probably would have started reading them. And so today with us to discuss the exilic prophets, to fill in the gaps, is my friend and teammate, Garrett Weichel. Hey, Emma. Garrett, it's good to have you back. Glad to be here. You know, you've been you've been on the podcast quite a few times. Now you keep bringing me in for books that you're not actually covering or <laughs> these true. supplemental things. It's so like every it's, bonus it's episode, joy. every other bonus it's episode fun. is Garrett. Um, thanks for coming in. You, Garrett, on on this day of recording, the day we're recording this episode, there's been something very significant that's happened in your life or in the world. We're in the state of Texas, yep. maybe we should say, over yep. the last two days. And I know you're very excited about it based on your hat. Yep. I've been a Texas Rangers fan since 2018. I suffered through three very losing seasons. And uh, two days ago, we got to win Game 7 against the Astros to take us to the World Series. So now we play the Diamondbacks. Um, Which you're really happy about. Really happy about. They're not as good as a team as the Phillies, in my opinion, but they're surging. So that'll be fun. And uh, I predict 5-1 Rangers. We'll okay. see how, or four, well, Yeah. 4-1 Rangers. 4-1 Rangers. Five, five games, 4-1 Rangers. There you go. Love it. Um, I grew up not really a baseball fan at all, but I did go to a Rangers game when I was probably seven. Yeah, baseball's the game with the stick and the ball yes. and hit it and run around the box. Garrett, I know that. Yeah. But um, my baseball story is that I remember going to the game and my dad buying me a t-shirt that was way too big for me and then it getting rained out with mm-hmm. the lightning storm and us going back and forth between the car and the parking lot. And so I was wearing a soaking wet. Really big T-shirt. Yeah, it's rough. It was tough. Sorry. But I thought are we, I was a Rangers fan. Now you hate baseball. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I actually enjoy baseball, but um, I can't think of a better way to transition from baseball to the exile. Bring it. So now that the Astros are exiled from the World Series. Okay. I guess that works. Uh, we're talking about the exilic prophets. And so the, <laughs> it's the cheesiest thing I've ever said on this podcast. That's not true. <laughs> to start us off, Garrett... Uh, would you overview just categories of the prophets? We're specifically talking about the exilic, but just kind of mm-hmm. give us a framework for these. Yeah. So um, throughout the kingdom of uh, Israel, with uh, instituted by the first king being Saul, really the first king was God himself, but then the people chose Saul under under God's provision. Um, they went to David, went to Solomon. After Solomon, things started to go very, very south. Um, mm. Solomon's sin, his son Rehoboam's sin, made the nation split into two. And throughout the entire time of this sin, um, God would continue to call his people to repentance, um, to turn away from the sin of a particularly idol worship, uh, worship of self toward him, and he would promise to restore them. Now, the problem is, over that 400 years, people really didn't repent. And Mm -hmm. so, God kept sending them these prophets, these people who spoke authoritatively with the very words of God to the people of God, um, to call them toward repentance and tell them, like, if you repent, like, there's restoration that's that's coming. Uh, However, what we know by the story, how we've we've read so far in it, uh, the people don't repent. They continually reject God, reject God, reject God. And so, their sin is leading them to judgment. This judgment comes chiefly in the northern nation of Israel being conquered by Assyria, the southern nation of Judah being conquered by Babylon, about 100 and something years, 140 years in between those. And uh, 
with the prophets, as God speaks to them formally with the ones that are particularly written down, um, we have a couple different categories as it pertains to that exile. So we have those that spoke pre-exile, pre-exilic prophets who were calling to the repentance before this judgment occurred. We have prophets that spoke to them in the middle of this judgment, in the middle of Judah's exile to Babylon. Those we typically call uh, Ezekiel and Daniel as Mm -hmm. those two books or prophets in your Bible. And then we have three more prophets that come after the exile. Those are Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And they're speaking um, after God has returned them to this land, and um, they're calling them again to repentance because they get back into the land after they're judged for 70 years for their sin, and they're still not behaving as God would call them to. Hmm. Thanks, Garrett. I think that's that's really helpful. So today, if I'm listening to this podcast and I've got my JTJ journal open and I'm looking at the Bible timeline, I see— We go from exile to return, but we're not reading any books Mm -hmm. that really detail what happened during the exile. If we were to zoom in on that time period in Israel's history, what would we find? Yeah, so 2 Kings ends with a man named Jehoiachin. Uh, He is the king, the last king in the line of of Judah. Um, And when he's taken into Babylon by uh, the, the rulers there, he's put at the king's table. And God preserves the line of Judah through this exile by this miraculous means. You can find that in Second Kings chapter 25. It's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. But in the reading plan, it jumps from him to uh, what Ezra 1, uh, which talks about how uh, the, the nation is about to return back to this land, but you're missing that 70-year exile period in the middle. Uh, typically, people go to the book of Daniel to find that narrative. Hmm. And so in Daniel, we see kind of the remnants of exile, men like Daniel, Shadrach, mm-hmm. Meshach, and Abednego. Is their, the their fiery furnace. Fiery furnace. Classic. Uh, Daniel in the lion's den. We see mm-hmm. these stories Another where classic. Israelites are taken to Babylon. And uh, one of the themes then, as we see in Daniel, though, is that God delivers his people amidst this oppression. And so while even in judgment, while under judgment from the nation of Babylon, God is continually working to deliver his people through that time. We see them in oppressive political rule and uh, being forced to, uh, attempted to force to worship other gods. And when God's people stand on his promises, we see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace would say that our God will deliver us. And even if he does not, we will still not mm-hmm. serve your gods. We see Daniel praying when he was told not to pray to a, a, a his God instead to pray to this golden statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And God delivers him through that. And that's meant to be a initial picture of God's deliverance so that when these promises of restoration show up throughout the prophets, they know to trust him in those prophets. In those prophets. He's delivered them then, and he will deliver them again from the greater problem of, of their sin, of, of the coming death, uh, giving them pictures of this future restoration. And one book that's the other exilic prophet here that's especially helpful in showing that is the book of Ezekiel. Hmm. The front half of Ezekiel, front half is relative, front part of Ezekiel, is talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, God's presence leaving the temple. Uh, but in the middle of it, Ezekiel makes this promise of the new covenant, and particularly chapters 33 through 36, and I would key in on chapter 36. Uh, verses 24 through 32, if you're reading along, because that's where Ezekiel says uh, this this grandiose picture, this promise that God has for his people being uh, recreated in the new covenant so that they're not operating off of this conditional works-based uh, salvation, but instead they understand that it's a transformed heart 
whom we'll see in the New, Te- the New Testament is by the power of the Holy Spirit that brings people mm-hmm. to himself. And then the book of Ezekiel will go on to end with this beautiful picture of um, the Lord's presence coming back to the people in this new temple, in this new establishment of the Davidic covenant. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you remember from the Davidic covenant conversations we've had, but we talked about house, kingdom, and throne, where mm-hmm. God would establish this line of David. God will establish the house of David in twofold. Number one, the house that David and his son Solomon built, the temple of God will be established. And the lineage of David will be established. And that's that Jehoiachin, mm. uh, the, the, the king there, having his descendants all the way to this man whom is born um, in a manger and Matthew 1 is fulfillment of prophecy back in Isaiah 7, 9, and 11, whose name would be called Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, who would be our Savior to fulfill that uh, promise that God would make to David. I love it, Garrett. Thank you so much for jumping in with us. Any, I think that's really helpful. Any final thoughts on the exilic prophets or you feel good? Yeah, you know, um, I think these are— these are really helpful books to kind of understand. Sometimes Ezekiel can be hard to understand. Uh, one thing about Ezekiel is uh, it kind of mirrors what what the prophets are doing here. In thirty three thirty two, chapter thirty three, verse thirty two, he is called just an entertainer. Like the way that he's heard by the people who he's calling to repentance is that he's just going to give them fun words. Mm. And because we we see that picture, we we have to understand the heart of the Israelites here is still hardened. They're still hard after God, and that's going to continue for a long time. Um, God's going to call them to repentance, and they're not going to repent. Though God promises this future, future restoration, they still won't look to him. They'll still look to their own selves and their own idolatry, and they won't do that there. And so as we consider these books, we should consider the future promises of God, this new covenant, in Daniel 7 in particular, to see the promise of one like a son of man coming on the clouds who has all the authority of the very ancient of days that Daniel 7 talks about. Um, who will bring divine judgment and a resolution, but also give us this end times hope Mm. um, in that we will have deliverance through him and no one else. And so that language of son of man will get picked up again in in Mark 14 and the entire book of uh, Luke. And it'll be a key, key word for our Savior as we go into the New Testament. I love it, Garrett. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.